0: Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of the Forever Snooker podcast. A podcast uh, for the fans, by the fans. And it's me, ZK, once again with you. Apologies that uh, we've not been around. I've not been around for a while um, due to some uh, personal issues. And uh, the uh, podcast has been a little bit... uh, well, we've got a lot of things to talk about because it's been a while since we've been uh, uh, together here. And uh, to start off with, we will uh, talk about one uh, uh, the issue that was in the uh, in the n- in the news a few weeks uh, ago, and uh, it still is. It's regarding Ronnie O'Sullivan and his uh, remarks regarding the current state. Of snooker, so if you're not aware of this, uh, basically what he did was uh, he made some comments to the media saying that uh, snooker is in uh, the worst state it has ever been, uh, that the management probably have uh, took the game as far as they could, uh, so basically he was saying that maybe there's a, ch- a need, there's a need for change in the uh, in the management structure, and he also went on to say that maybe the funds not so sorry not the funds the players could go on strike so this is what he said and uh, if you recall um, a lot of people uh, agreed with him and uh, a lot of people disagreed with him so before i go into any further stuff on this. I'll give you my views on it, which I believe will probably also be the views of the fans, because I am a, a long time, long-term time long fan of this uh, sport. So what did he say? The first thing that he said was the game is in the worst state it has ever been. I believe, yes, I, I would agree with that. The game is in the worst state it has ever been. Uh, some people have said that uh, before the Barry Hearn era, the game was uh, uh, in a far worse uh, state. We only had six ranking events, the uh, the total price money in the year was uh, very, very low as well. Yes, i agree there as well that that t- period of time was very poor, but what's happened in the last few years and how the game has um, exploded all over the world, especially in China, and then suddenly we see the last couple of years to three years, uh, we've gone back to normal. Uh, well, not back to normal, back to what it, uh, back to something that we haven't had a taste of for a while. We we're not seeing the ranking events. We're not seeing the prize money, um, in being increased. Uh, most of the uh, the tournaments have a very low uh, prize money, especially for the people players who go get knocked out in the earlier rounds, and um, the management in uh, the snooker I believe is making uh, a, a mess. Basically, I think they are making a mess. Uh, talking about the management, I think the management does need to change and there is a reason for that as well something that ronnie did not mention but uh, some other journalists have mentioned is that there is a lot of money uh, in snooker that has been took by uh, the directors and the members and whatever well, what if not uh, the management they have took this money and i think it's about three million pounds maybe more and um hector known one of the journalists a very respectable uh, snooker journalist uh, actually called out uh, World Snooker regarding this and he was gagged, he was told not to talk about it any further and uh, it looks as though that it's greed that's coming into it and when greed comes into uh, in management it, the, the, the sport suffers, if the sport suffers then the fans of course suffer as well because they don't get them money's worth, uh, the players who play the game uh, don't get it i'm not that much interested in the game and talking about the money that's one of the reasons i'd say that why so many current players professional players on the tour are currently suspended i think it's basically down to the money as well um there are other issues all these chinese players and now we've also heard that mark king has also been suspended all these players will not be playing in the World Championship qualifiers, or even at the World Championships. In case of, uh, in the case of Feiyan, uh, Yan Tao and uh, Zhao Jintong. So I'd say that it's naivety, uh, as well, uh, but also I think in some of the players' case. Uh, probably in Mark King's case, although we do not know the full situation of uh, of that, it uh, may be different in Mark King's case because he's had issues with gambling addiction in the past. So there are various issues and I think the management really have uh, not really looked into it and not really thought about it and not really given prominence to it and just let it it go as it has been. And that is one of the reasons why this has happened. And uh, if the management was better, if the game was structured better, if uh, the people running the game were a little bit more strict or had better ideas, put on better tournaments, put on, um, involved their players better then I don't think this would have happened, especially in the case of the young Chinese players. I don't think they were given enough support. Uh, And it was up to Walt Snooker at all to give them support as they were living alone here in the UK, away from their homeland, uh, away from their family and friends and what-if-nots. And that's uh, a case that, you know, I I don't think just the players need to answer the ones that have been suspended, but the Walt Snooker. tour... um, the management also needs to answer as well, and of course, uh, where is this uh, extra money that w- that they've uh, given themselves, given to themselves? has this money actually gone? So we need to, uh, uh, that needs to be looked at as well. So I think the management is at fault. Of course, the COVID situation didn't help, and because of that, a lot of tournaments were uh, cancelled or never took place. Uh, but uh, I'm sure we. In China, it's difficult yet. A lot of COVID restrictions are still in place. However, we have other countries, and I'm sure um, if uh, World got their act together, uh, then a lot of tournaments can be placed, played, staged and played in Europe, especially in Germany, where there is a lot of um, hunger for this game. Uh, the fans do turn out uh, for matches. So I think uh, Ronnie was... Uh, I'd say 50% correct uh, in saying that the game is in a very worse state. As we're changing the management, I think it's time the management did change. I think uh, uh, some fresh minds uh, would probably benefit the game and bring in uh, uh, extra ideas and uh, rejuvenate the game and also assist uh, in uh, helping players that are having trouble staying on the tour or finding it difficult to uh, keep on the tour or whatever due to other problems and so I think that's true as well As for going on strike well that's the last resort sometimes and I don't think anybody wants to go on strike so I think Ronnie was incorrect in that I think he was just being a little bit mischievous I don't think he really meant it as well um, so that's okay as well a few players spoke out against Ronnie especially Sean Murphy and Mark Selby they said that uh, Ronnie needs to uh, act more and talk less Uh, and he should get involved well that's not i wouldn't agree with that i don't think it's the players uh, uh, the snooker players that should be getting involved in the structure of the game i think they're there to do a job they're the for example it's a business they're the um, employees and they do their job and it's not for them to go around and changing the structure of the game to changing the. The nature of the business or whatever it is, it's up to the management. It's their responsibility. So if you're working in an office, you're an employee. You just do your job, and it's not really your, it's not your really your issue or your job or your duty, uh, for uh, for the um, to get the whole um, you know the. uh, the, the actual whatever business that you are running it's not your job to actually change it or whatever it's some you know it's it's the it's the people who own the business the management and whatever so and um, that's uh, basically what happened and um, I said that uh, something needs to be done and it needs to be done quickly otherwise uh, I think the game will go uh, will probably go, it will be in in, in an even worse state than it is currently at the moment. So what else do we need to talk about? Well, uh, we had the uh, WSD Classic, the hastily arranged tournament, uh, uh, put in place because of the uh, cancellation of the uh, Turkish Masters and uh, a tournament that most of the players took part because uh, a lot of the players needed to perform well in it to get themselves into the tour championship um especially Ronnie O'Sullivan, who probably had to win it but uh, he uh, decided to skip it after uh, a couple of matches and the reason being that he said there was a physical arm injury or something so he he, he went out and the tournament uh, was uh, in the end, it was Mark Selby who won the tournament, and, uh, I'd say he played really well in that final as well, where he played well all through the uh, tournament. I didn't particularly watch that tournament because I wasn't really interested in watching it over a streaming platform that was uh, very weak, mediocre, and we could hardly, uh, watch anything on demand. We couldn't, uh, go back, um, watch from the beginning or whatever it was and um, it was absolutely horrendous. You couldn't um cast it to your television sets or whatever. Uh, so it was a bit of a bit of a nuisance though. So that's why I didn't really watch that tournament only knew that Mark Selby did win it. And uh, he's in the tour championship and then Jinwi also got into the tour championship ahead of Gary Wilson by a few hundred pounds. Uh, on the rankings list, so that was also as well what we uh, saw about there. Of course prior to the uh, WSD Classic we had that uh, very good tournament, very well staged, professionally presented, a good turnout and uh, some good snooker there as well and even a good turnout for the audience, the uh, uh, the crowd as and the players, most of them who were there. That was the the uh, the uh, the six red, in which uh, Ding Junhui beat the home favourite uh, on Nu in a good quality final match, and it was a good tournament. Uh, I, 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 even though it wasn't the full snooker, it was only six reds rather than fifteen. I found it, uh, I found it really, uh, really interesting and really enjoyable. Uh, watched uh, most of the matches, and uh, really uh, liked it. Some sad news as well uh, happened uh, since we've been away. Uh, Vera Salbi, the the first winner of the World Women's Snooker Championship, uh, passed away at the age of 93. Uh, She was from Yorkshire, she was an early pioneer in Women's Q Sports. Uh, She was a player, a referee, a TV commentator as well and she was also awarded the MBE uh, in uh, 2016, I believe. Um, She won her first world title in 1976, and uh, she won it again in 81 at the age of 51, uh, when she beat Mandy Fisher 3-0. She was also awarded Women's Billiards Championship eight times in the 70s, uh, and as for the uh, bbc commentary well the commentary she was with the bbc in 1982 uh, and she continued to place nuka Eva into her 80s um, she took part in the woman's day at the crucible a few years back and um, uh, a couple of tweets from uh, current professionals uh, in regards to that sean murphy wrote on social media that I didn't get to meet Mira, Vera Selby, but she was one of the pioneers of women's snooker and an early trailblazer for girls and women who followed. May she rest in peace. Rianne Evans uh, said, I've just been told that Vera Selby passed away last night, age 93. So sad. I had the pleasure of meeting Vera in Sheffield, doing a few interviews together. God bless Vera. So uh, a, great, uh, a great woman and a great ambassador for snooker in general. Okay, so we just mentioned something about Mark King, so I'll just uh, give you a little bit more information regarding that. Uh, uh, This was around the 17th or the 18th of March, I believe, uh, a couple of weeks ago. WPBSHM and Jason Ferguson uh, took the decision to suspend Mark King from attending or competing with the World Snooker Tour with immediate effect. This was in regards to some irregular betting patterns on a match involving Mark King and Joe Perry at the Welsh Open on 13th February 2023. So uh, I believe uh, a lot of people, if you can watch actually that match, uh, I believe online or somewhere, and uh, you can see what's going on there. Mark King actually played horrendously in that match. Um, lost it. Nothing, didn't even win a frame. And um, in regards to that, his opponent Joe Perry uh, also gave a statement. He said that he wasn't aware of what was going on. However, he thought that Mark King was just having a bad day at the office. So. Uh, that's uh, what's happened there. Didn't really expect that. That's the first non-Chinese uh, player to be uh, suspended, and it's it's harsh. It's also a bit n- little naive and reckless, especially with what whatever was what, what else was going on. I think Mark King, uh, although you know everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but if something like this has happened, then you know he should should have known better. I would have said, especially with the current climate. Especially in the current climate, Uh, if we go back to the WSD Classic special mention about Nu, he made a one four seven there, another one of his one four sevens. He makes them uh, um, a lot. He became the thirteenth player to make four or more official one four sevens, and it was the tenth one four seven of the season, the one hundred eighty sixth in snooker history. Uh, Didn't get much for it, only £5,000 for the highest uh, break price. So, uh, talking about uh, the WSD Classic, another big mention is Jimmy White. Played really well. He really played well. He beat Joe Trump 4-2 and uh, just missed out on a ranking event uh, place. So, he, he did really well. In that tournament, he won three players: Graham Dot, Joe Perry, and uh, and um, of course, what we're we talking about, Joe Trump. Uh, and he's eight sixty year old as well. So one of my favorite players in snooker. He lost to Pang Junsu four one. Pang Junsu reached the final, by the way. He lost to Mark Selby. So um, Jimmy White has said that he's uh, confident of reaching the Crucible this year with the way he's playing. Oh, and and uh, recently the Crucible qualifier draw has uh, been made and it doesn't look that good for Jimmy, the draw, especially with the players involved. We'll talk about that later. Mark Selby won that final, by the way, by making three centuries. Um, so, three centuries. And um, then we've got this... Uh, tour championship which is currently underway um the tour championship uh, is a tournament uh, which uh, has the best eight players on the current one year ranking list unfortunately this year we don't have uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan John Higgins Mark Williams Joe Trump uh, we don't have Neil Robertson we don't have them and uh, and it's because of that i believe and especially it's being played in Hall, uh which is so close to sheffield in new york where two of the major tournaments uh, in snooker get played so the turnout is very low uh currently we're in uh, semi-final one uh, we'll talk about the tour championship in my next blog uh, sorry in my next podcast so at the moment it's uh looking at very a tournament that's uh not looking good, especially with the turnout. Uh, that's probably down to the reason, as I've mentioned, it's being played in a in a different place. And also of the uh, players that are taking place, not enough uh, big names. And uh, finally, we'll just talk about the World Championship draw. Um, the draw and the format for the qualifying rounds of the 2023 20, Kazoo World Championship were made earlier this week. And uh, we've got some uh, ex well, we've got Stephen Henry taking on James Cahill, his ex nephew, he's the cousin to his children, first cousin. It'll be a great match that one, especially. In the way it's being reported in the media, and it'll be nice to see what happens. Great match in, in, in reporting-wise and the interest-wise, but uh, I'd say it would be a very easy victory for James Cahill. A very easy victory. A good draw there for James Cahill, by the way. A very good draw. Uh, he's uh, gonna get a, he's a giant killer. Remember, James Cahill beat Ronnie O'Sullivan in the first round of the World Championships. Uh, we've also got Stan Moody, the 16-year-old... Uh, Yes, um, Stan Moody, the young 16 year old as I'm talking about, he is going to be uh, taking on Andres Petrov, and uh, there'll be a battle between the, uh, the the two Thai players. The women's champion Mik Nut Charut will take on Deshawat Pumjank. Uh, elsewhere, uh we have um jimmy white taking part in the second round of the game and he will probably play mark foo. so we'll be looking into the uh world um snooker championship qualifiers a little bit more uh, probably in my podcast uh, uh a few days later which we will be uh looking at hopefully uh That will be uh, a good one. Um, anything else? Well, uh, Ma, uh, Ryan Day has made a 147 again. I'll be talking about that in my next podcast. And um, I was just thinking if there's anything else. Um, hmm. Nope, there's nothing else at the moment that we can talk about. So that's about it for this uh, edition of podcast. Uh, again, apologies. Uh, I'm pretty new to this podcasting business, so any uh, mistakes, errors, problems, uh, I seek forgiveness from you. And um, op- again, apologies for the, the late podcast. Again, I, that was due to some personal issues. It won't happen like that again. Uh, we're going to do a, another podcast in a few days' time, where we'll, we'll review the Tour Championship and uh, then preview the world uh, snooker championship qualifiers also um, um, uh, i've had a few questions come in we'll be uh, looking at those and answering them Uh, and uh, there is a uh, uh, a possibility of somebody else joining me on the podcast in the coming weeks uh, probably for the world championships when they get on the way at Uh, The Crucible Theatre. So hopefully you've uh, enjoyed this one and uh, uh, I'll see you again in a few days.